if I if I may, yeah. There is a school of thought in business, which is that comfort kills you, and yes. you want everybody to stay on their toes. Yes, and that functions very well in the NFL. Knowing that you could be clipped and mm. lose your money, mm. you're there in shape. You're there yep. on time. You're not getting. Most guys are not, you know, using or if even if they are going to use, they're finding ways that they can really go around the system. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody is ready to fucking go because you know, in a moment's notice, you can be out of there. And while it does create conflict that sometimes burns down the business, it can also be the flame that heats everything up. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that comfort that the Warriors had earlier this season, like that extreme comfort that had them going on three game losing streaks yeah. even though they had all the talent maybe they needed a little Draymond they need a little Draymond they need a little Draymond maybe they needed a little KD might go maybe now I'm not saying KD's doing that on some Kobe yep. shit yep. but maybe Draymond that's maybe that's what Draymond was providing even though he didn't even fucking realize it right the beef the disruption the anger yeah everybody realizing hey it could be a wrap yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hey, I don't know if I'm signing here. Clay, I don't know. I yeah. got to see what's up. I got to yeah. see what happens in free agency. Yeah. Maybe we don't thrive in comfort. Maybe we need a little hostility. Yeah, and that's definitely Mamba mentalities. You don't want things to be quiet and easy because then you get comfortable. Like that lines up with what we think What we think yeah. Mamba mentality yeah, is. Yeah, I can see that. When I you get comfortable, when, you, when things are easy, you get comfortable. When you get comfortable, you get fat. When you get fat, you're going to lose. You get slaughtered. You get slaughtered. And then they Hogs get slaughtered. Hogs get slaughtered. Get fat. <laughs> yeah. Where does Kobe? Uh, it'd be cool to talk to Kobe. Like, where? Where did he? Uh, like, where does he pick this up? Like, does he pick this up from sports, or does he pick these things up from life, from war? Like, where is he getting? I know this he used to read like the Art of War and like a bunch of other books. And everybody reads so, those kind of books, yeah, right? But yeah. he's got to be going past it. Like, he's got to be talking to like. He's got to be taking influences from outside of basketball mm-hmm. and finding ways that they fit in. Another cool Kobe art. And I was the world's number one Kobe hater when he played. Yeah, same. And now, like, I'm really respecting this guy. But apparently, there's an article. J.A. Adonde wrote it, like, a, two years ago. Yeah. Kobe, first time he played AI in the Sixers, AI carved him up. What, what Kobe did that offseason was study the movement of sharks because he thought AI kind of moved like that. So he, or like, he thought that was the best way to defend AI. And I don't know how the fuck it worked or whatever, but the story Adonde wrote says the next time AI played, Kobe guarded him, AI got shut down. But that's the kind of shit Kobe was doing. Move like a shark. That's how you stop AI. Move more fluid. Move in the, whatever the fuck his, I don't know how he connected the two, right. but that's the kind of shit he was doing, apparently. Kobe has like some Bruce Lee in him. He, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He has some like real fucking, like, anytime like, I think of Kobe, I just think of him like standing on like a mountain with like a fucking gay yeah. shot. You're on, right, dog. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> and like right. all these young players going up to him, like, Kobe, teach me. He <laughs> might like, have yeah. more fill in him than Michael did. Jordan was that. a fucking killer, yeah. right? Number one, murder you motherfucker on earth in sports ever, probably. Yeah. Kobe might have a little more of that Phil Zen master, this philosophical type. But I think shit. Kobe had to deal I don't with think more. He led as well, I think Kobe had. I don't. Well, I don't think he. I don't think he is a a natural leader. I'm not necessarily. Who saying Kobe? He, yeah, I think we all agree Jordan's better. No, I think. I th- no, I'm not talking about Jordan in, in terms of who's better in terms of skill. I think Kobe's biggest issue was that he truly didn't relate to players, and it's because he had such a different upbringing. Like he grew up as a black kid in Italy. 
who the fuck can relate to that? What mm-hmm. what what does that even did that make him more philosophical? Being oh, in the... all the fuck all Dude, the art in Italy, all the shit that's there. I, I don't even think it's the art. I think that he had to look inside. Also true. Right? Yeah. It's like you were forced at a young age to d- be with yourself and understand your feelings and process the world around you and all these different languages and different culture. Like you're really sitting there for a second and trying to figure out, hey, what what makes me tick? Why do I feel this way? Etc. There's a little isolation. I've lived abroad. It's a little isolation when you're living abroad. So you have some time to think, right? And I think Kobe's biggest thing with with American players specifically was he truly doesn't relate. Like, remember Shaq talking about when he first met Kobe? And he was like, and Shaq goes, bro, the guy got like a fucking 1400 on his SATs. Like, yeah. Like, and he, that's Shaq going, I don't. He has a fucking dweeb. He's yeah, a that's a, yeah. He's a nerd. Yeah, I like, I, I don't, I don't get, get him. Yet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he's reading all these books. He's doing, maybe that's why he gets along with Phil. Because well, Phil's like, check while, out this book. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I read that book. And he's like, oh. Like, even yesterday, this is just some Phil shit. Even yesterday, you hear what DSJ said about Phil? Yeah, with the octopus. Yeah. That that's a move by Phil. What what Phil does? This is what, what Phil happened? does. Okay, so DSJ so goes. So when he was when Phil was doing the uh, pre-draft, uh, I guess meetings or whatever, going to dinner with folks and learning about the players. There was a big story that came out before Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, was eventually passed on by the Knicks that he went. With him to t- Phil went with Dennis Smith Jr. to eat octopus. I think it was like raw octopus or mm-hmm. some shit like that. And like DSJ was just like famous as like, yeah, Phil Jackson's a fucking weirdo. I don't want to play for the Knicks, or whatever. And apparently that was a big thing, re- reason why he never like gave the Knicks like a physical and all sort of shit. Eventually they picked Frank Nilakina. He's down for the get down. Yeah. Fast forward to now, they asked him like, hey, so since you're back in New York, have you? He's like, you know, well, actually, I have tried octopus. Octopus is actually pretty good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was talking about all this shit that Phil talked to him about, and like. That's what you're talking about as far as like Phil being that guy where he tests you early on. Everything with Phil in that meeting, everything with Phil in that meeting, it's a test and it's it's a game, right? And it's like he's setting up that situation. He's mm. bringing you to get octopus because he knows you've never had octopus. And he's going, how are you going to take things that you don't know about? Yeah. Are you interested in trying them? Mm. Like, for example, sense. a triangle offense. Yeah. Like, is that something you're willing to partake in? Hmm. Will you be part of this system? Also, I'm your, I'm your this guru. This kind of pisses me off because it's like, damn, was Phil right? Son, on so, <laughs> Phil, I have listen. never given up on Phil. Never, I want that never on the once. Mm. Never once. And, and so check this out, right? Like, God, this, is, this is how he's operating, <laughs> right? This is how he's operating. And you know who does this as well is Riley. He does it a little bit with more bling. Mm-hmm. But Riley is like, we're going to take you out here. I'm going to introduce you to the best specialists. Get your weight down. All of a sudden, you see your weight starting to come down. You're starting to put buckets up. Your cardio is probably a little more direct. He's, he's direct, he's but he has boss. his style, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's a different type mob of style. My boss is well said. He's more my boss. But yeah. it, but absolutely but my message, boss. Yeah. Mm. But it's a style, and the style is I'm going to take you somewhere where you're not comfortable, but I'm going to make you comfortable and bring you on board with it, right? right? And Phil's doing the same thing. It's like, how can I lead you if I don't take you somewhere you haven't been? That's what a leader does. Yeah. And with, and and every like even when you hear the story about when I think Shaq came to Damn, Phil's house and he's fuck. like, hey, <laughs> right? For, for, like, Shaq came to Phil's house in Montana, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, can you move that log off the thing? It's just that is he knows exactly what he's doing. It's a mind game. It's like, are you willing to do something for me if I ask you, even right. if it's something you don't want to do? Right. Like for example, play ten less minutes. Like yeah. for example. Give the ball to Kobe. Right. Are you willing to sacrifice from absolutely? 
So it's like that's this is the next level when, when they talk about like the Zen right. or read this book. It ain't <laughs> even about the book. It's about octopus, it, like the real leader shit is it's not, deep it's, ingrained. It's never, it's never about the actual task. It's about are you willing to let me lead you? Exactly. <laughs> I think the books. The I think the books still are about the books, and but I think that's a degree. But octopus for sure. That it's like going on the fucking. It's like going on a job interview where you know every single thing matters. Everything Phil is doing with purpose. He made two yes. mistakes as Nick GM. And yes. they were they were big mistakes, but one I think was Dolan pressure to sign Mello to that deal with a no trade clause. And he didn't want to do that. Want to I do think that, that was Dolan right. pressure. That's Dolan. Yeah. And the other was Joe Kim Noah. And if you look back at that offseason, if you look back at that offseason, I don't think that was I'm not positive. I doubt that was top five bad deals given out. If Joe Kim Noah ends up No, nah, that was a pretty bad deal. It, it, was, <laughs> it was, bad. was bad. I'm not I'm gonna absolve sure him. Chandler Parsons was that same same offseason. Yeah. But but but, it, but those are perfect examples of guys who are injured. And if they weren't, especially Noah, if Noah comes back and he's eighty percent of what he was, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Everything and Chandler Parsons was coming off a career year that year, so it's like I understand why they paid him that. And no, the Mavs, the Mavs, who I've I've signed bad deals, were like, we're not giving this guy a max. Mm. No, because he's a he always got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. when you do hurt. drugs with your boss, yeah. he knows you do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like for sure, don't be that stupid. You're on the plane with. Cuban I was never sold on Parsons. When mm. the Mavs signed him the first time, my brother was hype. I was like, what are you no, no. talking about? God damn. Again, I, I spend cat money a little less, which is why Dirk I'm less inclined to spend. Yeah, I'm Dirk less. Dirk had a good year this year, that year, man. It was just like he was a next the That is the one bad Phil move. And I think it was a bad move, but everybody just like roasts him for it. And I'm just like, that wasn't the worst move that offseason. Leadership, man. I'm I telling trusted you. Phil. KP, what the Knicks are doing now, I think, is where Phil was taking them. Yeah, I think so. Get KP. So. Get rid of these bad contracts. We got this fucking melody I got to deal with. But after that, shed it. Let's get out of here. They were ready to trade Markinen for him. And Markinen is basically like a cheaper, younger KP. Yeah. 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 And Markinen can hoop. Markinen's good, bro. That motherfucker is good. No, he's going to be all right. Yeah. He got some dog in him, too. I saw him he jam it does. on somebody. I forget. I thought yeah, he was just a little... <laughs> was it important? <laughs> he, he busts Porzingis' his ass a couple times. Like, I remember this No, vividly. this season, he fucking... Oh, this season? No, I, I, I haven't seen it, possibly. Anyway, there, there are levels to this leadership shit, and it's especially these old dudes, they really understand, like, how to work. That's a great example about the job interview. It ain't about the questions. Sometimes it's hat. Sometimes which seat are you picking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you sitting at the head of the table? Hmm. I've heard this shit, and this is the Phil type hmm. of move. And this is if I was a boss, I would do this exact thing. Yeah. They will go to the waiter before the meal, before the like, before they sit down with the applicant or whatever, yeah, yeah. and say, "I want you to fuck up his order. I want you to bring him the wrong thing, and I want to see how he handles that." Hmm. Think about it, right? You're always this auditioning. You're always auditioning. <laughs> this is your combine, right? Like you, this is the NBA. You're mm. gonna get minutes. We ain't going to cut you because these treks are guaranteed. Yeah. So now I got to do a little more research into who you are and what you're capable of and what you can handle. There's a mental fatigue that happens. You yeah. see, th- here's the thing with Phil, man. Like, all this shit makes perfect sense. My only gripe with Phil was that, like, and I know he didn't have the health to do it. I just wish he was just with a coach. Yeah. I think he was just with a coach. Like, after a while when shit was going off the rails, that's the time to be like, all right, fuck it. Take the reins yourself. Get this shit back on order. My problem with him, actually, more than the Noah trade, which, again, I don't think was the worst, is what he's so fucking married to the triangle. <laughs> like, if you want a guy who's flexible and willing to eat octopus when he's never tried it, try another offense. <laughs> that's very this true. is my one issue. Yeah. So that's, I think what you say, 
has a lot of uh, validity in like people around the league that I've spoken to is the knock on Phil is never that he wasn't a great motivator, never was he wasn't a great leader. It's that the game X's passed him by. Yeah. Not even X's and O's like he didn't know the game. Like he knew the game, mm-hmm. but that game became antiquated. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't willing to make that change. Like he was a little rigid. And sometimes you can't blame someone who's that successful. Like if Bill Russell tells me a way to play the game, even if he's wrong for the current one, I'm not knocking him. Yeah. For, because that motherfucker got how many rings? 11. 11? Yeah. Like, so it's like, all those cute little ring pictures you see with Jordan and Brady with the Belichick six. Belichick need two hands. Bro, how many? Two There's hands. a picture of Bill Belichick Russell holding all hand. his rings. Fuck Belichick. Russell needs I mean, a Jackson. bowl. Jackson. You yeah. need a fruit bowl. Jackson There's a picture of Bill Russell holding all his rings That's like this. That's it. Just like this. <laughs> Couldn't, can't even fit them on his hands. Just like this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't the know. Have you ever had a maybe. threesome? No. Okay, so like. Who are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> I have to at least do my due diligence, right? Fair enough. So the thing with the threesome is like you just you're so close <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like you're like, just first of all like this is what it's like it's like being at like a border town you know like if you're ever at a border town you're like might as well just go to mexico like you don't even you don't even spend a lot of time in mexico right it's just like you literally just put your toe in mexico and you're like bienvenidos <laughs> Ain't no wall yet, right? So it's like if you before your girl Diego. builds the wall, you have to get up in that pussy. So I mean, I had a, I had a threesome, I had a threesome right with these two girls, and like one girl was like clearly a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was the worst fucking threesome in the world, <laughs> bro. Like I was talking one you girl. You was there like that scenery. Fam, you know what it was like? Like they were hooking up. I felt like the guy who drives the gondola. Like, have you, have you ever, you know, like when you're in Italy and you're on like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. the river or whatever they yeah, got there, yeah. the canals, and like, there's this nice romantic couple in the boat and they're making out, they're eating wine and cheese together and they're hooking up and shit. And you're just in the back with this stick and you're moving this stick around. And then eventually sometimes the couple up front, they're like, hey, can we drive the gondola? And they're like, right, you drive the gondola if you want. But, at the, but the reality is they don't want to drive the fucking gondola, right? They want to make out with each other, eat the fucking wine and cheese and leave you alone with your goddamn stick, okay? So never again. Never again. I'm only having threesomes with straight women. Oh my okay? god. Okay? I want yeah. you to eat pussy reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to eat pussy like you're like you're testing a battery. Oh <laughs> 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 like it stings. Good! You know what doesn't sting? The fucking gondola! <laughs> We didn't talk about John Wall. What John Wall and Juju Cas? What's going on with oh, that? Oh man, I had some juice. Oh, we didn't. T- I, 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 Ooh, I also got, got juice it? for John Wall. That's, what a, did you that's hear? a fake. Uh, I heard the same. What did you hear? Yo, what's up? This is Akash. That was a preview of our Patreon episode. If you want the full thing, go to www.patreon.com slash flagrant2. Join the illest community on earth. Unless you're a social justice warrior, then you're just going to ruin the fun.